10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow up to Schultz. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Wednesday, October 18th. Wow, I almost fucked that one up. Electric starts. Ked here. Ked's with Hal. Hal, see what up? Howdy. Uh, it's been a few weeks. If you don't recall, last time we had a podcast, Hal guaranteed a podcast on Sunday, which didn't happen. So now it is on a Wednesday, October 18th again. Uh, I'm saying that we like I'm going to do a special Rangers podcast this Sunday, Hal. I don't know if you want to come. Uh, I don't really want to announce who the guest is yet. But I did get a confirmation from Feverboy Rex. He's going to be in attendance for this Sunday podcast. It's going to be a quick one. It's going to be New York Rangers based. So uh, be on the lookout for that. But Hal, how's everything going, dude? How was your week? What's up? Fantastic, man. Hockey's back. The Bruins stink right now. But I'm living life. I've got a cold. You said you just had got over a cold. I feel like I've had a cold for like two months now. So I'm grinding. Yeah, that's good, dude. I, I actually I started my new job last week. I don't know if I talked about it last podcast, but one of the things I had today at work is like you get a free flu shot. I've never done one of those before, but put my body to the test. Uh, feel good. I feel like I'm fighting that right now. So you remember uh, you remember that YouTube video of that cheerleader who got a flu shot and then she was walking backwards. Uh, I may I may or may not have been re. re- uh, reenacting that today, right before I did my flu shot. Got a lot of really l- weird looks. But a couple laughs, so I'm just you know I'm just trying to make my presence known in the office as that goofy hype glue guy, you know. Yeah, you're an office guy. I don't actually don't mind. I found out today we can wear hats too, so that's pretty solid. But uh, yeah, so week went good. Yes, hockey is back. Thank God. Uh, we're seeing a lot of really cool shit. A lot of weird things are happening, which we're gonna kind of get into in a little bit. We're, we'll do our NHL in the news uh, after the NHL in the news. We're gonna kind of get into what we've been surprised by, and then break down the ACHA beauty of the week. We have some updates on that, and then do our heroes and zeros, and then we'll do another one Sunday. I don't know if Hal will be here. Hal, again, that's up to you. If not, we'll uh, we'll we'll try. We're not gonna try. We'll get one done next week. So. That's where we're at, so without further ado, NHL in the the News, play the music. Okay, NHL, it's back. I'm pumped. Not only is the NHL back, our first uh, NHL in the News today. Eddie Olchuk, Edzo, is back. Uh, again, he was suffering from cancer, so NHL decided to put Mike Milbury in. That lasted, I don't know, all of two seconds, so Mike Milbury's back out. Doc, uh, Doc Emmerich is now going to be announcing with Eddie Olchuk. It's awesome to see him back. Uh, he was a New York Ranger. I met him at the Saratoga Racetracks. He loves the ponies. Talked to him for a little bit. Told him I played hockey. He's like, oh, cool, for who? And I was like, oh, I just play for, for a club team, you know, like kind of put my tail between my legs. And... Uh, 
I thought it was really cool. He's like, yeah, you know what, man? As long as you love hockey and you're playing any sort of hockey, that's all that matters. So I've always been a big Edzo guy. Very, very nice dude. Uh, if you guys ever get a chance to meet him, the guy's fucking world class. So, uh, Hal, what do you have about Eddie Olchuk coming back? Not much. I mean, cancer sucks, so good on him. He's back and feeling better. I'm not – I don't know if I can say this now. I think you know this. I'm not an Eddie O guy. I didn't know that. Just because he doesn't really – like the Bruins that's my take I know all fans do that with certain announcers he's like my one that's the vibe you get from him yeah he's like the one color guy that does like NBC or <laughs> I think that's I think that like does not seem to like the Bruins like he just does not like them don't know why maybe that's just me being a Nancy so whatever on that I mean glad he beat it and even better I'm glad that Mike Mulberry's back in the studio I, I think that's so funny that you said that because I was actually going to say, like, Eddie Olchuk is, like, one of the one announcers around the National Hockey League where all fans can be like he's not a dickhead. So I'm glad that I didn't lead with that. <laughs> and he's my one. He's my one I have an issue with. So. That's crazy, man. That's, I, I know. I think there were, like, reports how, like, when he was on the Rangers, they, like, didn't get along or whatever. And, like, I've read reports that – I don't know if they're reports, like, Reddit or, like, HF boards that, like, Eddie Olchuk doesn't like the Rangers. But whenever the Rangers are playing, I feel like he calls it, like, right down the middle. I've never really gotten a vibe that he's, like, very anti one way or the other. But maybe with the Bruins, maybe he's like that. Oh, I got – you just said HF boards. This isn't written down anywhere in our pregame notes. Did you see the new HF boards website? Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it either. And you can like posts. Like, like I don't need people – gratifying other people's stupid posts with a like just to pump them up like it just feeds the egos even more bring it back to the old style where the ads pop up all over the place and like the to- just, toyota tundra commercials that you have to like fucking click out of you basically have to watch the toyota tundra commercial to fucking rant about your team i just don't i don't get it i don't if it's not broken don't fix it and yes it was broken but like it was my broken piece of shit so that's a tough one. I don't like anything on HF boards. Don't be that person. I know, man. I, I don't like change. This would never happen, but I think it would be hilarious if you like, <laughs> if you just got one giant room and you took every single person that like posted in HF boards and put them in one room and just see what that demographic would be like. That would be laugh out loud funny shit. Just like the, a mixer at a Holiday Inn. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like HF boards people are the people that you can just fuck with like consistently and like. Oh, that'd be awesome! But we all right, are also sports people, so yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyway, Eddie Olchuk's back. Good to hear it. Uh, second story in the NHL in the news: Nikita Kucherov became the sixth player in NHL's modern era that since uh, 1943-44 to score in each of his team's first seven games. Uh, I saw him play against the Rangers a couple years ago in the playoffs. And, he, I mean, he just killed us. He was awesome. And I didn't really – I always thought the Tampa Bay Lightning, like, they have, like, Palat and, like, Killhorn. And, like, during the regular season, I never really thought they did much. And then, I mean, maybe because I wasn't a Tampa, like, I didn't really follow them at all. But this guy's come on the map, and he's come on hard. Like, he, this guy deserves – I don't know what his contract or when it comes up, but he's going to get paid whenever that happens. He's, like, a legit 35-40 goal scorer each year. I think he's the real deal. What do you have in Nikita Kucherov? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. It's weird. Same thing. He's in the Bros division, so I see him more than you do. But you never really see him like in that light, being considered a superstar. So, I mean, maybe he's on that verge. I mean, he's only getting paid this year four point five million, and then he's got five point five, and then he's a restricted free agent. So, I mean, the Lightning have him locked up for two years, and he's going to get paid. Scored forty goals last year. I mean, I guess you can't just doubt the guy. 
He, I mean, he's playing with Stamkos, and he's the sniper on the line right now. You see that shot the other night? It was like a flick of the wrist. He can rip, he's man. Sniper. Yeah. Yeah. He's just got, he's just your classic Russian sniper with that quick shot. But at the same time, he has a little sandpaper into his. Into I was going to say so that. I, he's not a pussy at all. Like, he actually plays hockey, like, the right way. Yeah, no, I mean, I definitely like him. I can, I mean, maybe this is his breakout year where everyone starts putting him on the map because the way he's playing right now, I mean, he looks like. Tarasenko offensively, do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he is currently in that elite presence. I don't really see it slowing down that much with the line mate he has. So yeah, Nikita Kucherov, good. Do you have do you have his stats up right now? Do you know like when he was drafted? He was drafted late. Uh, no, not that late. Second round, fifty eighth overall. Okay. I mean that for second round, fifty eighth overall. That's not bad. Well, it's tough for me because as a Bruins fan, we drafted uh, Alex Kokochev, who is a Russian on his World Junior team. So that panned out well before him, like 20 picks before him. So that's rough. Actually, a couple days ago, uh, it was the nine-year anniversary since, I think it was nine years since Alexei Sharapanov died. Can you believe it's been that long? No. What a line that would be. Who would he be playing with right now? I don't even know. It would have been a classic Russian coming to the Rangers, not doing anything, getting traded, and then just tearing it up. It would have been one of those (laughs) fucking stories. So Uh, RIP to him. So uh, third story. This one I found particularly interesting, and it's going to be a must-read. So Sean Avery's coming out with a new book. And I th- we talked about it a little bit with Tortorella, how he ripped him apart earlier in an earlier podcast. But he's kind of given, like, I don't know who's actually, t- like, tweeting these out, but you keep seeing, like, little fucking notes here and there. So this is the most recent one. Glenn doesn't call Hank before he makes a move, but he and everyone else in the organization know that my relationship with the star goalie is strong. We both have a love for fashion, and we initially bonded over that. We play the game at the same level of intensity and respect that in each other. We were also the only Rangers who had their names chanted at the Garden, and I admired the fact that he was the most well-endowed teammate I had ever seen by a considerable margin. Hank's got a hose. Are you surprised? It's tough, dude. I mean, my gut reaction was that this was a lie. Yeah, but yeah, but why would he lie about this compared to anything else? Just because. I understand that, dude, but my here, just hear me out. Yeah, I just yeah. thought, I just thought, if anything, maybe this is like a ribbing where like only guys in the locker room will get it, and now like the legend of Henrik Lundqvist grows where he has a hose. The only reason that I doubt it is because the guy already has everything else. Like he has like the perfect life. He has everything except for a Stanley Cup, I guess. Good looking, unbelievable hockey player, well respected, dresses nice. It's hard for me to believe that he's packing heat. But, I mean, you're right. I don't know why he would lie about it, but at the same time, maybe this is just a joke that's going over everybody's head and the Rangers love it. No one's ever going to be like, no, he actually doesn't have a big dick. So, like, that would be, like, as a boy, that would be, like, the coolest thing Sean Avery could ever do as a friend is being like, well, my friend who's kind of lacking in that department, I'm going to hype him up and no one's going to doubt it. So so you think, like, it could be, like, a joke? Like, maybe, maybe Hank just has, like, a little wiener and, like, Everybody knows and they make fun of him. So Sean Avery comes out with in the book and says he has like a big wiener. So like inside the locker room, they're like, "Wow, like, <laughs> yeah, okay, Hank." Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Just like I don't know, it's probably it's probably just the truth. But I like to put that in my mind just because I don't want to believe that anyone's that perfect. That's an interesting take. That'd be that'd be fucking really funny if he did that. Uh, moving on. I mean, this is news every week. A report just came out that Matt Duchesne still wants out of Colorado. I mean. No fucking shit. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, though, he's playing well, so his stock's going up. Maybe Joe Sacco's, you know, demands are going to be more realistic. If he keeps playing as well as he has, and the abs are doing as well as they are, I mean, 
I just think that it's more likely that he might get traded. I still think there are teams that could use a center like him. Every team could use a center like him. I know his contract's running up, but I, I mean, I think it's good for him to be playing the way he is. I mean, you got to kind of respect it. Like, he's in a really shitty situation. He's playing good hockey. He got stripped of the A. He's just kind of doing his thing. And, God damn it, I'm kind of pulling for him now in a weird way. I thought he was a selfish bastard for a while, but I'm kind of pulling for him now at this point. No, I know. He's, he's kind of just uh, clearly wants out, but he's still going to work every day, lunch pan on a hard hat. I mean, you got to respect that. Uh, there are some teams that could use a center. I can think of one directly off the mind, but we'll get we'll get to that at some point. Um, yeah, so, I mean, the one thing that I don't like about this is, like, you guys don't have to keep reporting every week that he doesn't want to be there. Like, we get it. At this point, there's no news that, like, you know what I mean? Like, fucking just stop talking about it. Let the guy yeah, the fucking should... live his life and just, like, do whatever he needs to do. This is our promise that we won't talk about it again until he gets traded. All right, fair enough. That's for you guys. Uh, last thing. This one's interesting. The Carolina Hurricanes have <laughs> they have no fans. 7,000 reported in attendance. It dropped 10,000. Uh, again, I'm not really – I mean, I'm not shocked just because I don't really think Carolina is that great of a hockey market. But the one thing is if you they should be going to these games because Carolina is like a young, exciting team. It's not like they suck anymore. They have a lot of really good young talent there, and it could be something that, you know, I think they make the playoffs this year. Uh, if they if they don't, I won't be shocked. If they do, they won't be shocked kind of a team. And, again, they're young. This could be a team that could potentially, you know, make some other moves, get some other good guys in there, and try to make a run at this thing. Yeah, I completely agree. I just think, like, people always said that the reason Carolina didn't have fans is they weren't good. And I understood that because when they won the Cup, they had fans. But, like, at this point, it's like you're not really doing any favors for yourself if you're a Carolina Hurricanes fan. I mean, you had – a sellout pretty much the first night. Then you have 7,000 reported, which that means that's 7,000 tickets bought on StubHub and stuff. So realistically, I think there's only 4,000, 5,000 people there. Like, that's sad. That's AHL numbers. You can fit that in your local civic center. Like, I I, I don't know. They have, they have to move the team at this point. If you're Gary Bettman, you're looking at that. I would be hitting the emergency button, like, immediately. Like, it's not good for a game to have a team having that few teams. I mean, Quebec has a brand-new rink. Seattle's building something in a few years. Get them the fuck out of there because they're young, and that's a team that as soon as they move to whatever market they move to, you can market them immediately. So I don't know. Maybe I'm just like trigger happy because Las Vegas is doing well so far, but I just feel like these Carolina, Phoenix, Florida Panthers, like it's time to just ship them the fuck out. Yeah, and uh, great segue. So now we're going to move into a little thing where we're just going to talk about the three things that we're most surprised by. Uh, Hal, you mentioned Vegas. How about you take your first one? Yeah, uh, I mean, this is the big news in all of hockey. They're 5-1, and one, the first team since the Canadians in 100 years to win five of their first games as a franchise. I mean, it's pretty incredible. The thing is, though, everyone talked about how bad of a team they are. They have some pretty good pieces. Not great pieces, but they just have, they have four, like, third lines other than the real deal, Neil, who we can talk about in a second, but they have like four third lines of guys who can just play. Guys like uh, Wild Bill Carlson, uh, Lindbergh, Paula. There's just so many of those guys that they grind, they do the right things, they play two-way game. I guess realistically looking back, I'm, I should have given them a little more credit than they I gave them or most teams did. I still think it's going to fall apart. Like Derek Anglin's playing big minutes. That's kind of scary. 
their defense as a whole. They have guys out there that have no idea who the goddamn like who they are. Period. Uh, and then as a Bruins fan, it was super depressing watching Malcolm Subban beat us. That was like the saddest thing I've ever seen in the world. So yeah, yeah I, but big, real deal. Neil is looking unbelievable. He's looking like a superstar. That would be cool. And he came out because they were talking about how like McPhee was going to trade him or whatever. It came out and he said he wants to sign long term. So. James Neal being the face of a franchise in the NHL would be awesome. Yeah, a uh, couple things. I think I think a team that young, you don't look at a Derek Englund being a, like a leader on a team with like a Crosby or like a Malkin and a Kane, you know what I mean? But on a team like that, I think Derek Englund is exactly the leader that a team like that needs. Like young players, and Derek Englund, he may not be the best player, dude, but you cannot doubt that, that guy comes to play every single night. He lives in Vegas. He he fucking loves that place. I think that's big for them. One thing about me for Vegas is I can't wait for them to fall apart because I was initially on their social media game and now I'm like completely off of it. These I told cocky, you, dude, I told you dude they are so it. fucking cocky and they just keep running their mouths. I I need them to lose the next forty games in a row just so like the guy never tweets again. Yeah, the parody account of all parody accounts, Las Vegas Golden Knights. I'm with you on that. Okay, can I do? We'll alternate, right? Go for it. Um, my biggest shocking thing is the Rangers stink. Uh, their coach is fucking terrible. I, they're just so bad, man. And here's my question for you again, because we're going to do a Rangers podcast Sunday, so I don't really want to get, jump in too much with it. But my question for you, Hal, is what record does a team like the New York Rangers need to like go in order for their head coach to be fired? Because right now they're one, five and one. And if and if here's my thing is if like let's say they lose the next two games will be one seven and one that's a very very hard record to pull out and like make the playoffs. Yeah, I I don't know. It's hard. That's a tough question, man. Because I have a feeling that they're going to turn it on at some point relatively soon. But if they don't, I would say if you give it to the mid November, maybe like fifteen games into the season, Oof. they're like eight or nine games under five hundred, which at this rate is what's going to happen. You have to fire AV, and you have to move on. And I know Ranger fans are hesitant about Lindy Ruff, but I think Lindy Ruff is a good option just because he can generate offense. I know defense is your biggest issue. Well, it's not. Is it your biggest issue? Uh, I mean, Mark Stahl is on the team, so yes. Uh, it's, it's weird, man. So they haven't really been scoring goals last game. They played well, but again, their defense fucking sucked. Uh, just just the player personnel that he's putting lines together. Pavel Buchnevich is actually having a fucking really good year. And last game, he was on the fourth line in the first period. He played two minutes. Uh, it's, it's just shit like that. Like, you were playing Holden and Camper. You were running fucking 7D and 11 forwards. It's, it's, it's like, out of control, I think. And I, I, like, no offense, but I strongly disagree with you at the end of October, early November thing. I think, I mean, if you look at it last year, the New York Islanders sucked, right, when they had Jack Capuano. And they waited and waited and waited and then they finally fired him, hired Doug Waite, and they just missed out on the playoffs. I don't think that this is something that you can I don't think this is something that you can just fucking turn around like that with one coach. I think yeah. you've seen it year in and year out where like I mean last year in the Ottawa series, you put Nick Holden and Mark Stahl out there in the last fucking two minutes of the game, like three like two or three games and the fucking Rangers lose. They shouldn't have lost that fucking series. And it's just stupid shit like that. And there's a huge you hear Jeff Gordon talking about how he wants to get younger. And all this shit, and AV backs it up, and then they 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 play Filipino for like four minutes, and then send him down to the AHL. It's I don't know. I think if they if they actually want to have a successful season, make the playoffs, and actually you know be a good hockey team, 
I think they need him out sooner rather than later. That would be my yeah, thought. I agree. And I think I just want to add with the Rangers, I'm not like a Lindy Ruff expert by any means. I just think he plays that run-and-gun style offense, and you have some of those young pieces. I think he wouldn't be afraid to play some of those young guys. And while you're worried about the defense still, I think guys like McDonough and Shattenkirk, that's going to take pressure off them. I mean, they're both great with first outlet passes. So is Brady Shea. Less time in the D zone. More probably odd man rushes and stuff like that. But then you have Hank back there. So I, if I was a Rangers fan, I'd be open to any sort of change. Well, here, here's, here's the thing that I, I said at the beginning of the year, and this is why I was so excited. I didn't expect the Rangers to be a good team. I expected them to be a playoff team. And the one thing that I was pumped about is, again, I didn't think they were going to be that great, so I thought they were going to play these young kids. And if the young kids played, it would be nice. Get them experience and give something to look forward to watching the game. Yes, they're going to make mistakes, but still. I mean, you see all these other teams playing these young kids, and yeah, they make mistakes, but they play them just because they want them to succeed. You know what I mean? And the Rangers yeah. aren't doing that. The like AV's trusting veterans like David DeHarnay and Adam Cracknell, and they aren't doing anything. So if they're not doing anything, why do you keep playing them? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like play the kids that are going to make mistakes, but still, like it's beneficial. Right now, you're playing Adam Cracknell. Yeah, that I know. Mean, I, I completely agree. That's why, like, the Bruins are sucking right now. I think part of that's because of Bergeron back is being out. But we have like we have DeBrusque. Uh, I'm gonna fucking Bjork. some guys Bjork. We have all the uh, Achari. Um, he's out, but DeBrusque and. Uh, Bjork are both playing top six minutes right now. Like, they're getting all the time. McAvoy's playing a lot. Yeah. Yeah, they're all playing a lot. So, I mean, they're learning and they're making those mistakes, but they're showing those flashes of brilliance. So, I think it will come through in the end. I mean, there's going to be growing pains, but you just have to deal with it. And you're right. You can't just be like, you know what? This isn't working this period. I'm going to start playing Cracknell and God knows who else you guys probably have ready to fly up there. It's I don't know. That it's just ridiculous. I didn't think they were gonna stink. So all those people that didn't think the Rangers were gonna make the playoffs, kudos to you. I still think if they cha- change the head coach and they kinda get that around, maybe they'll turn shit around. It's also one of those things where like you know how like teams are just flat and then you go and you hire a new fucking coach like the Penguins with Mike Sullivan. Like you you get you in, you get new blood in there. You get something excited about like going to the rink, you know, so that's just my thing. Plus I fucking hate soft French assholes, so that's my last thing. So that, that was my second thing. I, um, or first thing that I'm rattled about. So what's your second thing? Uh, nail Yakupov. Two goals, three assists in seven games for the Avalanche. A lot of people thought his career is done. He's making like the veteran, veteran minimum right now. He's playing with Duchesne and he's flying. I just think it's an awesome signing. I've always been back and forth on Yakupov, but at the end of the day, the skill's there. The speed's there. He's exciting. He looks like he's having fun. People are going to say, oh, he doesn't know how to play the game. He doesn't have that mind for it. I mean, the one thing that can change that is time. Mm-hmm. He's getting time, and he's getting older, and maybe it's going to work out. There's no way this guy isn't a serviceable NHL man. He's not Alexander Daigle. Like, he is a – he's not – I don't think he's a bust of that caliber. I think he is a going to be a good second-line winger. I think so I, mean, I just think that's good for him to get that time in Avalanche. So that was a good move to go to a shitty team. Yeah, I think the biggest thing with Yakupov, he, he was, was he first overall pick, I'm pretty sure? Yeah. So he's the first overall pick with a lot of hype, and I think the, the most of the time you get somebody like that, they're like your primary player. You know what I mean? You want him to have the puck. And that's how he's been treated however many years he's been in the league until he went to St. Louis when he wasn't playing with good people. I think he's the type of player you want on your team with like a, I don't know, like a Joe Thornton or like, you know what I mean? That primary player. That so he doesn't have all the pressure on himself to be doing all this shit. When he was with the Oilers back then, he wasn't really playing with like anybody. He never really played with Connor McDavid, I don't think. And he never really like played with like a guy that was gonna kinda 
Did you understand what I'm saying? I just don't think he's like the primary player. I think he's more of a secondary type player. And if he's with like a really good player, it's a it's a situation that he'll excel in. Yeah, and I think his first year he was he was playing with like Taylor Hall a little bit. I'm pretty sure, and that helped him. Same with Eberle. I think he played a little bit with. So when he played with those guys, his numbers went up when he went down the lineup. And Edmonton had a lack of depth. I mean, it showed. He's not a bottom six guy. So I agree with that. Yeah. All right. Who's the second? Uh, my second, you talked about this, I think, last week. Will Butcher, actually good. Uh, six games, nine assists, plus six. He's getting a lot of time with the Devils. He's playing on the power play and shit. I, this could be just another one of those things like the Vegas thing where they start off hot and then that'll that'll fall through, but I don't think anybody expected this kid to have fucking nine assists in six games. No. I mean, joke's on us. We talked about how it was just there was nothing to talk about. Matt, Matt Gilroy 2.0. Yeah, I mean, well... I don't know. I mean, it could it could still go out either way. I haven't watched him enough. I mean, those point totals are insane. I mean, good for him. Good, uh, good for the Devils for finally getting somebody who wanted to go there, and he's playing well. Like a good young player, if he develops like that, that would be huge for the New Jersey Devils, especially losing Larson and all that the last couple of years. I know you hate the Devils. I'm pretty sure everyone hates the Devils unless you're a Devils fan. But yeah, a little bit of a surprise. He's undersized. He just seemed underwhelming in every aspect of the game. Really, I know he was like a Hobie Baker winner, but. Cool. I mean, yeah, I'm with you on that. We'll fucking butcher. I uh, I compare the Devils, like I hate the Devils. I hate the current Devils. I like I'm a Yankee fan, but like a lot of people hate the Yankees or whatever. But it is way more fun when they're good. The Devils have been playing with fucking Zajac and Henrique and uh, what the fuck was that one guy's name? Zubris. Like they haven't been the, the New Jersey Devils, and it would be fun to see the New Jersey Devils become like the New Jersey Devils, if that makes sense. Like the Devils of the nineties, yeah. you know what I mean? Like that would be good for hockey too. It would, it, yeah. and they just haven't been, and they've been dog shit. So I hope he ends up panning out. And as a Rangers fan, it'd be nice to to watch like a rivalry start happening. You know what I mean? But yeah, uh, I think I think I think he'll be all right. I think he'll be serviceable. So there you go, dude. All right, uh, my last surprise thing. Ben Bishop, it's 3-1, and one, 149 goals against, 944 save percentage. I wasn't down on him because of his past, like, year. I think he had an off year. I mean, he's always put up numbers. You know, go you, Maine, big mm-hmm. Ben Bishop guy. But, I mean, those numbers are pretty ridiculous. I just thought I had this feeling, and I was so wrong, that no matter what goalie you stuck in Dallas, they were not going to succeed. Well, really, what this shows me is that Dallas has just had ass goalies for mm-hmm. eight years now. I mean, those goalies have been bad. Yeah, I still don't true. think Dallas's defense is that great, and I still don't know if I can buy the hype yet. Still think they're missing a piece or two. But I'm mm-hmm. shocked, and I'm happy for Ben Bishop because he's got that number one role again. It kind of seemed like he was on the tailspin of his career early because of injuries. So if he can keep that up, I mean, Dallas is a serious threat, and I'll eat crow for that. No, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's hard to score on a goalie who's like six foot seven, gigantic, you know? And he's athletic. He can move the puck. And uh, like you said, you mean he's American. I've always liked Ben Bishop. I was kind of on the I think the Stars are going to be good thing. They got my thought. Again, <clears throat> their defense really isn't all that great. But, boy, they they got forwards. Uh, I think Jamie Ben's one of the best leaders in the NHL. He's a guy that you go to. I just love him. He's just like a big, fucking, hard-nosed player. Like, Jamie Ben, you look at the NHL right now, and, like, I think we talked about this before with, like, players nowadays. Like, none of them would be able to play in the 90s or anything like that. I think Jamie Ben would have been able to play in that era. And those are the type of players that I like. I, li- I like the Dallas Stars. I like what they do. They've always kind of been, like, my Western Conference team. I don't know why. I like their jerseys. I think that's probably what I had to do with it. And, like, Mike Madonna, American, so... Uh, 
yeah, it is surprising though. So hopefully, hopefully Ben Bishop does keep that up, and we'll see how the stars are doing. Uh, my third thing, I said this last year, we had Kevin Valenti of the Utica uh, hockey team on here, and we were talking about like what rookies to watch. And I'd never lived up to the whole Austin Matthews hype. I never really thought he was that sweet. Yeah, he had a good year last year, whatever. This isn't for anybody. This is just for me personally. I finally realized that Austin Matthews is like the real goddamn deal. Uh, this kid's nasty in six games. I mean, they're playing tonight. I don't know what he's put up tonight. But before tonight, six games, five goals, eight assists. True number one center. Got a great fucking shot. Kid can play. I love the fact that Matt Martin's there to protect him just in case anything happens. Uh... It's good luck for USA Hockey. Cousin Eddie, shout out. You, you're you going to be watching Austin Matthews play really good hockey for a very long time. So, again, that's just a personal one. Nobody else probably feels that way, but I'm going to fucking just say Austin Matthews is a real goddamn deal. Yeah, I mean, you can. I can agree with that. I just hate Maple Leaf fans. It's funny because I was thinking about it today, how you're a Ranger fan, I'm a Bruins fan, Cousin Eddie's Toronto. Those are like the three probably most obnoxious fan bases in all of hockey <laughs> yeah. other than Montreal. Yeah. I, I just win a playoff series in Toronto. Like, they're really pumped up right now. Good for them. But I just need that out of my face. Like, yeah, you're right. Austin Matthews is a really good story. I can just tell him being in the Bruins division, I am going to loathe this guy till the day I die. So, yeah, he's great. You're right. I don't know. God damn it. I'm just salty. <laughs> it is what it is. All right. So, uh, we're going to do a quick ACHA thing. The ACHA B of the Week went to Nick Robone of UNLV. Uh, there was that attack a couple. I think it was like a couple weeks ago. Everybody heard about it. It was terrible. I don't really want to get into that because I think if you talk more about it, it just gives people more ideas to do stupid shit like that. But uh, assistant coach for UNLV was involved in that, and he was in the hospital for a while. Six days later, he leaves, uh, goes to the locker room, talks about, yeah, what I do to get shot, and like everybody's laughing about it and shit. So to me, this was a no-brainer. Uh, everybody was behind him. The Golden Knights, I think they raised like four grand. Everybody's raising money for this guy. Uh, hockey player goes right back to the fucking rink. So ACHA beauty again, a no brainer goes to this uh, assistant coach Nick Robon. Well said, dude. I don't have anything to add to that. That was nice. Yeah, and uh, make sure you keep sending your nominees. We have a big showdown. Uh, I think it's this Friday night as Bizdev Dale of uh, Sienna. He's going to be taking on Clarkson, who's uh, Brett Drew. He's ran a few blocks for us. Uh, the Bruins are going to be going head to head. Who do you got in that game? I'm going to take Bizdev Dale, just out of heart, out of uh, loyalty to Sienna Club Hockey. They're pretty loyal to the podcast. Got Thorpe out there looking grizzled. I mean, you got to think, you take Sienna's average age, they've got to be up there with veteran leadership in the Acha. <laughs> average age seniors must be like 35 on that roster. Don't know much about Clarkson. I just think it's tough. Look, I'm not going to say. I Sienna, I'm taking Sienna. Uh I don't know. It, it, it'll it'll be interesting. Bizdev Dale's been designated to the fourth line. I don't think that's been said yet. Uh, but he he's been grinding. He last game they were losing nine to five with forty three seconds left. He scored a goal to make it uh, six to nine, and he he made sure he nice. called. Yeah, he made sure he called me like immediately afterwards. That was like his thing. He's like, dude, I scored. We lost nine to six, but it was six nine. I scored the sixth goal. Forty seconds left. I'm like. <laughs> Yeah, you did because you're the only person going hard with 40 seconds left in a fucking nine to five game, dude. You know what though? That's a that's a moral victory. That's one you can put down on the resume when you're applying for jobs. So good for him. Never give up. Then he got the six to nine. That's double bonus. Yeah, shout out to Bizdev Dale. Um, 
All right, and then, yeah, so if you're playing in the Acha, if you listen to this, you know anybody who plays in the Acha, if they're doing cool shit, shotgunning beers, jumping through tables, you know, blocking shots, extracurriculars, whatever, make sure you send it in. Nominee uh, at morningskatepodcast at gmail.com. Send it in. Let us know why they should be the beauty of the week. We just got T-shirts, so if you've already won, we're going to be sending you those T-shirts pretty soon. Um, yeah, and the t-shirts actually aren't bad. They're actually pretty, they're fucking cool. So check that out. PCHA apparel, P, uh, PCH underscore apparel, uh, Twitter and Instagram. The guy's fucking so cool. That guy, uh, they have some cool shit over there and the shirts, they aren't like hundred percent cotton. You know what I mean? They're actually like nice shirts. So, uh, if you want one of those, make sure you nominate your buddy. Good input, Al. All right. And, uh, lastly, we're going to do our Dominic Morris heroes and zeros. Hey, Dominic, what tell us. transitioning. Yeah, wait, I'm doing it right now. And Dominic Moore, tell us about uh, Heroes and Zeros. Hey fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind-the-scenes stuff here. Okay, Heroes and Zeros this week. Who wants to go first? You want to go, Hal? Sure, I'll do my hero first. Uh, it's good we... Well, it's, fuck, it's not good that we did this today because it's sad news. Gord Downey, lead man, tragically hit, passed away. He's been fighting cancer for a while. I mean, he's got... he's. It's Canada's ban. People say Rush is Canada's ban. That's just ignorant and incorrect. I mean, it's it's crazy to think about that a ban could have such an impact in one country that's literally next door. They saw all the stadiums in in Canada, Toronto, all the big cities. They come to America and they play small shows. So it's kind of fucking insane how they never crossed over. But he was a big hockey fan, Bruins fan. He was actually uh, the godson of Harry Sinden, who was the old GM coach, did a lot for the Bruins organization. Good dude. I don't know, man. I mean, you see the prime minister of Canada – crying i mean how many musicians make the prime minister cry like not many oh i got a question for you what what musician in the states would have to die to get donald trump to cry soldier boy (laughs) i I don't know if he'd be soldier boy dude i don't i I would love to know what type of music trump listens to good question um yeah i mean it was just fucking he was just a legend i mean the nhl pa tweeted out about him today. You can see so many hockey players loved him. He's just in the framework of, of hockey forever and he'll always be that good old Canadian band. <sighs> you know, if you need a good jam, Fireworks is a classic for sure. A little Bobby Orr reference in there. Kind of gets the heart the heart melting for uh, all hockey fans of the good old days. So, Gord Downey, fucking love you. R.I.P. I wish- music. I wish I had more to talk about this, but you're right. They didn't really transition that much into America. I've, I've, I've heard of the band, but I've literally never taken like time to actually listen to it. So at the end of this podcast, I will always go out with a song. I'll, I'll make sure I'll go out with fireworks, and I'll, I'll give that a listen. RIP to that guy. You're right. I mean, every tweet I saw from hockey experts, uh, players, it was all all tragically hip stuff. So. Oh, really quick. I, I think I tweeted off our thing, but if you can look it up, just type in like uh, Bob McKenzie – tragically hip he wrote this like really long article it came out over the summer i tweeted it out then too i i retweeted it today again just like really good writing like bob mckenzie's a fucking unbelievable writer and he captured what gord downey was to canada and hockey i would love to fucking meet bob mckenzie me too man i'd love it when he's drinking margaritas at his camp or right wouldn't it just be cool just to sit down and like just pick his brain 
Yeah, he's definitely a hero. He's the best. They, I, I've always like heard this thing like, who are the three people you'd want to have like a dinner and a beer with, like dead or alive? I think Bob McKenzie would be one of my. That's guys. a very underrated answer. I've never thought about that answer before, but I definitely think that might be in my top three. Good I, call. I, I, I have George W. Bush, Bob McKenzie, and <laughs> I haven't really thought about my third one. W. What a what a eclectic crew! All right, dude, who's your fucking hero of the week? Uh, my hero of the week goes to your boy David Pasternak. There was a video that came out of him like interacting with a little kid at a game in warmups, like jumping up and down. I love that shit, dude. When I played hockey, I lived for warmups. Again, I played club hockey, and we, we had a game in Western Connecticut. I was on the fourth line, just doing my thing in warmups, and I see this like little kid standing by the glass. And the only time I've ever actually been able to like pick the puck up that high in one try, pick the puck up right over the right over the glass. This little kid, he grabbed it. He was smiling and stuff. I I just love that shit. I love when players interact with fans and stuff. And like you see like shit like throughout the year of like uh, less fortunate type people like like uh, I mean Travis Hamnick at least with the Islanders he used to do this thing where after every home game he lost his dad at a young age, so he would. Uh, he would take, like, a kid who lost his dad and, like, come into the locker room and, like, talk to him about that shit like that. I love when NHL players do that. So, like, seeing Pasternak just, like, getting into it in warm-ups, I love that shit. Pasternak's young. He's, I don't know if he'll be the face of the Bruins franchise, but he's definitely a kid that you don't have to, like, really worry about, like, personality-type issues with. You know what I mean? He just loves the game. So my, my hero of the week goes to uh, Pasta. Yeah, no, he's a beauty. I, I think, too, and this is just, like, a little rant that just came up, like, if you have season tickets, I understand. But if you're someone like me who goes, like, a couple games a year at best, like, one of my biggest grievances ever is when you go to a game with somebody and they don't care about going to warm-ups. Oh, like, yeah, want, dude. I, like, need to be there by the time warm-up starts. Like, it's my biggest thing. It gets me going. You sit down, you have a beer in your hand, and you just watch for, like, 20 minutes. Like, just skill. You, yeah, you can, yeah, you can do that. Or, like, there's nobody in the building during warm-ups. So, like, my go-to is, like, actually get down there. Yeah, no, I just think it's the best. Like, I think anyone who shows up, like, after warm-ups is a clown. Like, mm-hmm. why are you in the confession right now, or why are you outside? Like, go go enjoy it. Really live in the experience, you know? Yeah, because during hockey, like, they're playing hockey, they're hitting and shit like that. If you want to go to hockey and, like, watch skill, you tweeted this out. Uh, if there was a hard trophy for warm-ups, P.K. Subban would get it. If, if you're a Predators fan, or if you're going to see any team play the Predators, go on warm-ups and literally just watch that guy do what he does it's like incredible he's he's fucking so ridiculously talented it, it does not even make sense you should be mic'd up with a gopro on his helmet at all times especially during warm-ups that'd be sick good idea uh all right <coughs> so my zero of the week yes uh zero so going from one hockey hardo kind of comment with the warm-ups to another i want to start this out by saying i hate like basketball memes where they're like oh like Gregory Campbell blocked a shot, finished a shift, and, like, LeBron James cramped and, yeah. like, got taken off on a wheelchair. Like, I hate that shit. I think it's the corniest shit ever, and I wish hockey fans would stop because it makes us look like those losers who are trying too hard. But I have to, I, like, I have to, like, address this. Like, so yesterday, Gordon Hayward, Celtics, Danny Ainge, I'm a Celtics fan, uh, big signing for the Boston Celtics. No one cares what I'm talking about right now. Five minutes into the first game of the year, he, like, snapped his ankle. Like, it was vicious. Did you see it? Yeah, that was the worst injury I've ever seen in my life. It Actually, you know what? It kind of, dude, it, it, like, if Roman Polak didn't have, like, gear on last year when he, when he like, broke his leg in the playoffs, I feel like that would have been, like, a pretty similar injury. Yeah, I, I just, yeah, but, exactly. But here's my thing, like, 
it's such a gruesome injury, but people in the NBA are acting like this guy died. Yeah, like, dude, Dwight, Dwight Howard sent out a tweet and it was like, may the Lord like carry you or something like Dwight Howard, <laughs> Dwight Howard, like the, that's such a Dwight Howard fucking thing to do. It was like jumping off on, into heaven. My point being is like dudes like break legs in the NHL all the time. They, they bust their knees. I'm not trying to compare the two sports to be that hard out. But my point being, since I was watching the Celtics game, it was their home opener. They had Gordon Hayward from the hospital leave a message like, I'm strong, be strong. Like, and like guys were like throwing up 2 0 for Gordon Hayward. It's like the dude broke his leg. He doesn't have cancer. He's not like Brian Boyle. He doesn't, he's not dying. Like, there's nothing that, like, he broke his leg. He is a rich athlete. He's going to recover fully. Why are we crying so much? Yeah. I mean, a couple of years ago when Zuccarello got hit in the, in the head by a slap shot. He, he forgot how to talk. Like, he was in the hospital for how long? And there wasn't, like, any Matt Zuccarello memorials or or fucking, like, Mike, Mike Ribeiro tweeting out, hey, Zuc, have fun in heaven. Or, like, there was nothing like that. And so, yeah, I, I know what you mean. All right. Good. Uh, no, and my zero of the week, uh, I've had enough of Keith Kincaid. Uh, Keith Kincaid is doing the D.D. Gregorius of all tweets where he's, he's including emojis and shit and all this stuff. You're a backup fucking goalie. Know your goddamn role. You are not the social media fucking expert of the NHL. You're a lackluster goalie playing for the New Jersey goddamn Devils. I do not need to see your emojis every time that you guys win. One, you're robbing the New York Yankees who are making one hell of a fucking run this year. And two, nobody gives a fucking shit about what you have to say. Keith Kincaid, you are officially on my shit list. I may send Spike Joey after you. Wow, dude. I uh, I don't mind Keith Kincaid. Like, for Have you seen his that, tweets? Yeah, but he's kind of doing it like as a joke. Like in like He's a Yankees fan. I disagree. I think he's doing it serious. I don't know. He's just to me. He's a New York kid. He went to Union College, so I got props for that. I don't know. He's just kind of like one of us. He's just he's an idiot, and I think he might be trying a little too hard. But like, I don't know. I mean, at the same time, you can make the argument. Paul B. Sinet was a fourth liner, and Paul B. Sinet became a social media star. Like backup goalies. goalies Paul B. Sinet fucks, dude. Yeah, Keith Kincaid does not fuck. I don't know, dude. If you go, Keith Kincaid's got a pretty had a pretty cool bowl cut at one point. I would be hard-pressed to say Keith Kincaid isn't cleaning up on Long Island where he's from. I don't know, man. I'm just saying I understand your grievance with it, especially as a Yankees fan and a Rangers fan. <laughs> Whatever, man. He's a backup boy. The Devils like it, and there's some mojo going on down in Newark, which I don't think I've ever said before. So anything going on in New Jersey that's positive other than like a Bon Jovi reunion show is probably a plus for them. So cut them some slack. Fuck you, man. If the if the Boston Red Sox had a player on their team that did some stupid emoji thing, and then the backup goalie of the Montreal Canadiens was doing the exact same thing, I do not think that you would think that this is a cool thing to do. It's different, dude, because he is a New Jersey is in that region. Like there is no New Jersey baseball team. He is a New York. He's a Long Island kid who grew up a Yankees fan and plays for New Jersey, which doesn't have like a baseball team. Like I don't think those two things are the same. Like, unfortunately, because you're a New York fan, you have, like, three teams that share that Metropolitan. Yeah, so anyway, fuck Keith Kincaid. See you later, alligator. I don't know. All right, so, yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed the fucking podcast this week. Uh, Again, (laughs) check. What, dude? 
I don't fucking know. This was kind of a this was a makeshift one. We'll get better again, I promise. I don't really think that was that makeshift. That you just kind of froze there, so I we just had to like start over. Whatever. Hopefully, you guys enjoy the podcast. We're gonna do a Rangers one on Sunday. Uh, there may there may be some moves in in Hal's life that it's gonna open him up to do some new things for us. Hopefully, so. Uh, do you have anything else for the people? Stay beautiful. Stay beautiful. And with that, what song am I playing by Tragically Hip? Fireworks, huh? All right, we're going to have fireworks take you off. See you, see you guys later. If there's a goal that everyone remembers, it was back in 72. We all squeezed the stick and we all pulled the trigger.